I need a win today. I need a win. Mm. We'll see. How confident are you that you're going to win? I'm you have very three episodes she's left. Gonna win. Are you? I, every single one. I don't. I like think at least one of them. I will stump you, so I win. All right. So you think you're gonna? You could win by one. Yes. All right. So I have a chance. All right. Okay. All right. I'll take that. All right. Let's go. What do you got? Today I have a perennial forb that is three to six inches tall, six to eight inches wide, native from Maine to Georgia and west to. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, and Arkansas, and its wetland indicator status is facultative upland. So I'm mm. I'm I'm guessing that it's an ephemeral. I guess. Ooh, that is a. I wasn't going that route. I was thinking like a, a native ground cover. Yeah, I'm guessing it's. But. Which, uh, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I, it, it definitely could be, but. I think because we listed ground cover as a – we did say ground cover was something separate. Like we were categorizing it separately, right? Personally, I was, but I don't know if Christiane did as she's already broken our rules. Yeah, she's already laughing, so it's um, possible. I'm So but my first a, thoughts, just yeah. hearing about it, I was like, oh, I don't know the native ranges of any of these or the wetland indicator statuses. But no. something like um, I'm thinking – like flock stolonifera. I was just very low. Flock and I, but then it's like it can get wider, but it's yeah. creating new plants technically, right? But you know, for um, something that only gets three to six inches tall, yeah. could it be? But six to eight inches in spread, so that's yeah, pretty, still pretty tight, pretty yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, does it count as a different plant when it moves? So it wouldn't know. be something like it wouldn't be something like Canada Mayflower because that's not. Mm-hmm. Six to eight inches wide. Yeah, you know it would have to be. All right, all right. I say you go your route. I'll go mine. All right, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll come see where we end up. Uh, um, describe the flower to me. What uh, color? Because that'll help you. Um, four <laughs> to five petals with sharp points and five green sepals. Clusters of tiny white star-like flowers with purplish stamens. White flowers. Stamens. Um, I'm going to ask. Sorry, I didn't realize it was my turn to ask a question. Wait, That's wait, why we did all this. Can silence. I can I ask for a clarification on the flower? Flower size, like how how big? Half is an it? inch wide. All right. Um, I'm gonna. Ask. I'm gonna go and follow. Did you say the, what the bloom time was in that? April. Did Should you? that be a, a that's that's a separate question? Is that what you want? No, I don't think that's. Okay. She just told us, so I don't okay, think it's yeah. a separate question. Yeah, right. um, April, June. Okay. I get harassed for not including everything in the <laughs> one line. So. Well, I just i I just wanted some clarification. If I asked yeah. to describe that the flower, that should include the size and yeah. the bloom time. Yeah. It should include yeah. that as well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Season three, I'm setting up uh, some rules. (laughs) I will follow that up with, um, what does the leaf look like? Uh, Flat or rounded leaves. Lower leaves are spatulate. Okay. I don't, I think that I'm just going to keep the same thing. I sometimes I ask questions and I'm like, I hope I shouldn't have asked this question because if it's not what I'm thinking of that I'm asking the question for. 
then I'm really screwed. Um, yeah, my guess is going to be uh, Tiarella Cordifolia, which is a foam flower. Did we do that one before? I think we might have, but what it's my guess. Whatever. I don't remember. I, I, um, it's nine of them right across the entire season. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's. Um, Whitewood anemone. Nope, it is three-leaved stone crop. Oh, I've heard of that. Uh, that's sedum. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, not what I would have yeah. guessed. <laughs> You're listening to a native plant every day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to a native plant every day. I am Fran, and I'm Tom, and I'm Christiane. Did you just say Christiana? Christiane? I think she said Christine. <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. Yeah. I apologize. Today's plant is sedum ternatum or ternatum, which is three-leaved stone crop, also called world stone crop or wild stone crop. It does get three to six inches tall, six to eight inches wide, with a wetland indicator status of facultative upland, native from Maine to Georgia, west uh, and west from Michigan to Iowa and Arkansas, found in open woodlands on cliffs, shallow soils, slopes, calcareous rocks, or places with lower competition. I might have gotten closer had I known that. Not saying you withheld it, uh, but it's not a question I would have ever have asked. Maybe, maybe that's my problem. Uh, <laughs> it is a yeah. it is a perennial form of the Crassulaceae family, which is the stone crop family. Yeah, so it has flat or rounded leaves. The lower leaves are spatulate. Uh, Non-flowering stems have half an inch to one inch of flat, oval, medium green leaves arranged in world of three. The flower stems have smaller leaves and flower stalk branches into three curved branches of white flowers, four to five petals with sharp points and five green sepals. Uh, Those flowers are clusters of tiny white star-like flowers that are half an inch wide with purplish stamens, and they bloom from April to June. Were we told... Clusters of tiny white star-like flowers. Yes, you yes were. we were. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, um, <laughs> and then you'll get a seed display from May to July. Uh, you can collect those very small dark brown seeds two to three weeks after the flowers or the, after the flowers bloom. And, and then you would air dry them and store them in and sealed refrigerated containers. Uh, yeah, they're, they're easily grown in average, medium, well-drained soils in. Full sun to part shade. I believe this is one that's commonly used in in rooftop gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, tolerates part shade and moist soils better than other sedums. There's no serious insect or disease problems. Uh, botrytis is an occasional problem. Deer and it is deer and rabbit resistant. It is resistant to air pollution, which makes it a good plant for a rooftop garden. And the roots are very fibrous. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, they spread by creeping stems or from fallen leaves, um, and then that, those leaves will then root. Uh, the stems break away and die in the winter, leaving newly rooted plants separate from the mother plant. A variety of bees, along with occasional wasps and flies, visit the flowers in search of nectar and pollen, and eastern chipmunk will feed on the plant's roots. And some references describe this plant as mildly toxic if ingested, while others do not. Maybe we should do a little taste test. Yeah, I think we have one outside. All right. I think. My brother just got one from Daryl. Oh, all right. I think that's what it is. 
Um, and it's sitting around here someplace. We may, oh, it's, oh, I saw it at his house. That's where I saw it yesterday. Right. Maybe we'll run over there and give it um, a taste. Give it a taste. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the stems and leaves may be eaten raw when very young and tender as the stems and leaves age. But before it flowers, the edible parts may still be eaten if they are briefly cooked. The sap can irritate the skin of some people and the leaves eaten in quantity can cause stomach upset. It is best in rock gardens or as a ground cover. Pairs nicely in woodland gardens with azure bluet, eastern red columbine, shooting star, dwarf crested iris, and green and gold. Yeah, it's a good substitute for ice plant, creeping jenny, or periwinkle. Um, and then the genus name comes from the Latin word cedo, or cedio, uh, meaning to sit in reference to the habit of many sedum species to sit and sprawl over rocks. All right. Um, I'm. Let's do the lightning round. Let's just do it. I'm you had speechless. something to say? No. No, no I got nothing. <laughs> I, I got nothing. This has got to be a tough day for you. It is a tough day for me. Like you, you well, last week you lost the lightning yeah. rounds. Today you lose the. Everyone. We, it was inevitable. Everyone we knew wants it was something but me. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, well. Oh, well. I still feel as though I'm a You winner. did win something. You wind invaluable knowledge about our native species in the region. I wind it. Wind. <laughs> True or false? This species can be distinguished from other sedum species because it has nearly round leaves and whorls of three and flowers with four white petals. Okay. True or false? Due to Crassulacean acid metabolism, the stomata in the leaves open during the day to encourage water absorption. True or false, this is the only species of sedum native to the area. True or false, sedum ternatum was used to help manage venereal diseases. <laughs> All right. True or false, sedum ternatum is the most widespread native sedum species in eastern North America. Tom, I have all true again. All right. And not I, on purpose. I didn't do it. I'm not I, doing it to be I funny. I do not. All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. First up was true. Uh, other stone crops have narrow opposite or alternate leaves and five white, yellow, or pink petals. All right. Then it was false. Uh, Crescelacean acid metabolism actually causes the stomata to close during the day to restrict water loss and open at night to take in CO2 needed for photosynthesis. Then it was true. All other species of sedum in the area are naturalized. Then it was false. Uh, sedum tornadum has no known medical benefits. All right, Tom, where do you at? I have two of the four we've been asking. So do I. Okay. Next up, or last, was true. Sedum ternatum is the most widespread native sedum species. What did you have? Three for five. I, Three I for five for also. One, so. All right. Tiebreaker, where did I learn about this plant? Where, Like, where did you get your the information or from? Or what? The, how did I even discover it to put it on Fran the list? Fran didn't tell you about it? Did no, Fran I tell did. you about no, it? No, I did not. No. I did not. I did not. Um, I... I hmm. I have an idea. Brian, do you want to go first? Uh, or do you want me to go I'm first? I'm going to say you learned about it at the National Seed Conference you just attended. I was going to say you learned about it at the Mid-Atlantic Nursery Trade Show where you saw it at someone else's booth. 
Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's good. That's Tom. a good one. If I was allowed to leave the booth, <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, I actually learned about it. It's a new entry on Jersey Friendly Yards. Interesting. Oh, wow. Wow. So it's a, so it's just both, a tie. Yeah. yeah. Both right. get a point. Okay, so we'll do some totals, even though it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Christiane has been crowned the queen of native plants. Uh. She is in the lead and will stay in the lead with 18. I am in second place with 15. Tom is in third place with 9. And then for the lightning round, Tom is winning 22 to 16. So, Christiane, are you putting this in your yard? I want to. I'm going to – I I need something in my front flower beds, and I'd love to kind of see if I can intersperse it with flocks. I don't know that I have the right – Makeup for it. Yeah. My, I would love it. Actually. But all it takes is just making a rock garden, dumping a pile of stone almost. Uh, well, you make it sound so simple. Yeah. All right. That's all my mom did as a kid. So here's, okay. all right. here's okay. the – I am putting this in my yard. All right. I'm actually trying to put it in my yard right now. <laughs> um, and it all started because uh, we went to – my brother and I went to Sunset Farmstead, which is yeah. Dow Capesky, who's actually been on this show, um, and then his partner, uh, business partner Carrie, they own Sunset Farmstead. We went over there because Daryl called me and said, "Hey, I have a baby owl that <laughs> fell out of its nest, and we don't know what to do." So I think your brother might know. <laughs> might yeah. know. So we went over there to kind of lend some assistance or give some insight, and then my brother and him started talking and gave him the sedum, and I'm like, "Oh, I have a spot around my air conditioner." The people who used to live there loved rock mulch, like a big goose egg white rock yeah. mulch. Oh, yeah. Pulled 99% of it out. But I'm like, I don't want to pull it out around the air. We did pull the goose egg, but there's still like the pea gravel underneath. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to put there. I don't want to put a whole bunch of mulch and just have mulch. I don't want, I was like, anything else is going to get a little too tall. And then when I saw the Steve or my brother got the seed, I was like, that's what I could do. I could get, and then Carla was actually saying she did something. Okay. Carla works here, saying she did something with sedum where it was all different. It was like supposed to look like, um, like jewel, like a jewel oh, okay. mosaic. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, that's what I'm gonna do there. That'll make sense because it stays short, it won't impede. I'm not gonna have to worry about weeds coming up through all these rocks, and it'll look better than what's there now. You know, I, actually, after hearing both of you talk, I think I have a perfect spot for it in my property where it would work. Is it right around your air conditioner? It's not. <laughs> it's not. But yeah. right. Right in front of our front door, there's a little patch that's surrounded. It's like a little rock garden. There's other sedum there, non-native sedum, and there's actually some invasive hemorrhalis, uh, hemorrhalis fulva, that I've been trying to remove, and it's it's winning. <laughs> like no matter what I do, it wins. But if I can get that eradicated, I think that's a perfect spot for it. So another great plant. Thank you very much, Christiane. Uh, if you don't know it, look it up. Get to know it. Add it to your yard if you have the right spot. And we will be back tomorrow with another native plant. And until then, keep it native. Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey, everyone. This is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.